Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Om Shabbat Shalom. Holy way of the Most High. Om Shabbat Shalom. I sense your presence. Om Shabbat Shalom, holy way of the Most High. Om Shabbat Shalom, I sense your presence. I sense your presence. And I am the light within your soul. In the essence of truth and right, love makes the circle whole. And here we stand in line. Waiting for some sacred sign But to find the balance is the purpose of this time To restore the balance of the universal mind And in the presence of my Lord of light and love Everything I see aspiring to be free when I call to thee And come on bending knee Surrender to the all-pervading light and love Reflections of the one surrounding me with love And I sense your presence I sense your presence I sense your presence I sense your presence Within and without Above and below, yeah East, west, north and south I sense your presence Without and within Below and above, yeah, yeah East, west, north and south I sense your presence I sense your presence. My Lord of light and love Everything I find in tune with the divine And here we stand in line Waiting for some sacred sign But to find the balance is the purpose of this time To restore the balance of the universal mind And I am the light within your soul In the 
essence of truth and right Love makes a circle And when I call to thee Come on, bend in me Surrender to the all-pervading light and love Reflections of the one surrounding me with love For to find the balance is the purpose of this time To restore the balance of the universal mind I sense your presence I sense your presence I sense your presence I sense your presence Shabbat Shalom Holy way of the Most High Om Shabbat Shalom I sense your presence Om Shabbat Shalom Holy way of the Most High Om Shabbat Shalom I sense your presence Om Shabbat Shalom Holy way of the Most High Om Shabbat Shalom I sense your presence Om Shabbat Shalom Holy Angel of the Most High Om Shabbat Shalom I sense your presence I sense your presence And thank you for joining me here on Code Connection. My name is Jesse Ann Nichols-George, and I am your hostess today. Music you were listening to at the beginning of the show is called I Sense Your Presence. It's by Shem Shai, a great uh, ensemble group, <laughs> small musical, I don't know, artist. <laughs> anyway, wonderful people. Uh, the work has gone international since I originally had connected with them. But uh, I do want to mention you can connect more with them if you'd like to do so through their website, www.shemshai.com, which is S-H-I-M-S-H-A-I.com. And uh, I'm, I'm in deep appreciation for them allowing me to use their music throughout my show, uh, by the way. And I want to extend a welcome to everybody that is joining us, whether you are returning because you've listened to the show before and you like what we do here, or whether you're listening in for the very first time. We do stream live in three additional places, Talk Stream Live, Stream Finder, and Pen, known as Parent Counters Network. And I welcome everybody listening through those channels as well, in addition to those that are catching us as a podcast through iTunes, TuneIn.com, or through my YouTube channel. So, you know, I love that I've got all of these options available, and uh, we're going to be jumping into some really interesting things, so I hope you'll stay tuned throughout the show here today. What I do is during this show, I look at living a more compassionate life by aligning with your personal life codes. And many times I've got guests on the show so that you get to learn about their work and how other things might be an option for your code energy. And I also highlight different musical artists along the way. Matter of fact, next week I will have a musical artist, my final one for the year, which is Joseph Carringer, who uh, works with the Didgeridoo. And that's going to be very, very interesting. 
Um, but I've had everything from Celtic artists, artists that have called in from uh, Ireland. I've had artists that have called in from India this year. So it's been really an exciting year for musical artists, and, uh, and I look forward to continuing that in 2016. There's also a variety of different topics, tools, resources, thoughts that I share here on the show that allow for personal exploration, universal insights, and Sending your perception of how life works. And in 2016, we're going to get a little deeper with this show than probably what I've done in the past. But it's we're going to, I'm going to be looking more at world events. I'm going to be looking more at world leaders. I'm going to be looking at all kinds of interesting dynamics that are happening in the world uh, along the way. So uh, that's going to be a lot of fun. And today I'm doing my own show as well. And, and we're going to be talking about angels and archangels and Sephira. And, and this is going to be really fun and exciting and looking at how the codes interplay with the different angels. Uh, what I do in my own work is I am a code interpreter. And I interpret a person's life codes to allow them to live a life filled with compassion. I've created the Genesis Clearing Statement. And if you've missed that, you can catch that on some of the early interviews I did where other people interviewed me. And I've authored four books, You, Me, Life's Dream, and its companion workbook, and then the first two books I put out, Activating Compassion and its companion workbook. In addition, I am a collaborator on a fifth book called Embraced by the Divine, A Woman's Gateway to Power, Passion, and Purpose, which was just released, I should mention, yesterday. And that is available as a Kindle version right now. It's going to make an excellent gift if anybody's looking for a stocking stuffer or a gift for somebody over the holidays a lot of insight to dark night of the soul kind of journey, working with angels, people who have called on their angels during their life processes, how they got past life challenges, kind of women's anthologies and and stories that they have to share. And, uh, you know, we actually have hit uh, anywhere from the number one to the number 10 spot in many countries uh, yesterday when we did the release on it. And so it's been very exciting, multiple categories. Look it up on Amazon. It's there. Embraced by the divine. It'll come right up (laughs) for you. In addition, I've also created the True North Tour, which is a multi-state nationwide tour, including workshops, retreats, seminars, book signings, and fundraising events. I do have, uh, you have just a couple of days to sign up for the event that's going on next weekend here in Sioux Falls, Dakota. Uh, I've got some shifts and changes that are going to be making making along the way, and there is another event that's going to be coming up, by the way, the uh, last couple of days of January here in the Sioux Falls, South Dakota area. And uh, and then you'll have to kind of watch and see what I start to book because I'm doing a lot of my own adjustments in my own coding right now and uh, and making some decisions. I just may pick up and shift some more <laughs> and shift to a new location. Who knows? Uh, a, few, a few thoughts there on my mind. And, and that's the fun thing about codes is it's always unfolding new information in a sense or more information in these deeper layers. And, um, you know, I just realized that that the more I work with them, the more I want to work with them because the way they connect me with divine presence and divine flow and divine energy. And for me to produce the best work in the world, I would choose to be in that that greatest flow. And so uh, that is part of what's behind leading to making the next shift for me, as far as residence goes, as far as where I'll be basing my work out of. And so you'll have to listen in and see where I end up, I guess, <laughs> with that, because I'm still exploring that a little bit, but I, I think I've kind of narrowed it down a little bit now. 
Now, just a reminder, if you do enjoy the show, make sure you share it with people. Tell people about it because a lot of people are into angels. A lot of people are into what we're doing here. And the exploration of codes is really interesting to learn about. And, you know, you could change a life, literally change a life. I've done that many times where I just clicked the share button and somebody came back and went, oh, my God, this is exactly what I needed to, to work with right now. This is exactly, I was just looking for some information on this. And, and it can really make a difference for them. And they can always catch it in the archives, come in through the same link you use to get to the live show and listen to it at their convenience. Or again, they can catch it through the podcast avenues, iTunes, TuneIn.com, or through my YouTube channel. So lots and lots of options. Uh, those that have listened in before know that one of the things I like to do is to delve into the 72 names of God. It's a book by Yehuda Berg, who's a Kabbalah master. And I love Yehuda's work because he takes the big concepts, puts them into everyday language. He, he brings them where they're a little more usable and applicable to our own life. Um, this does get paid, posted on my page of the Main Street Universe tab on my website, and that's Jesse and Nichols George, the number one.com. Also, all the archive shows are on that page as well, so people can go back and catch our previous um, shows that I've done along the way. Now, I will warn you, I may not get this up today, even though I will try. Uh, it's possible this may not go up until tomorrow. So those that follow it might look back on it throughout the week, um, it may be tomorrow, <laughs> but I get this up because I was running a little tight on my schedule today. So, Anyways, the name of God that we've got for this week is called Eradicate Plague. And I love these insights because they always they always seem to fit into what's going on, what our topic is, is, is for the day. Now, the initial message he gets on this is the Kabbalists tell us that the concept of plague has a wider meaning than the biblical hailstones, frogs, and darkness. Plagues that appear in our generation are far more subtle and deceptive. No need to feel paralyzed and hopeless. We can remove plagues at their seat. And the insight that he gives on this is, today, 4,000 teens started smoking. In the next three minutes, a woman will be diagnosed with breast cancer. One-third of the world is now infected with tuberculosis. And in the next 12 months, over 180,000 men will be afflicted with prostate cancer. Before finishing elementary school, the average American child will have seen 8,000 murders on TV. And in the next 60 seconds, 12,000 tons of carbon dioxide will be pumped into the atmosphere. In the next 60 minutes, 1,800 children will die of malnutrition and hunger. By tomorrow, 25,000 people will die of water shortage or contamination. Over 25 million Americans purchase nicotine products, and one in 1,500 college students is HIV positive. One out of every four females has an eating disorder, and in the next 12 months, approximately 13 million people will be victims of crime. Actually, I could probably say it's going to be higher <laughs> with, the, with the way our energy flow is going over the next year. But moving on, today, if a dozen people in a single location suddenly fall ill, the media declares an epidemic. But when more than 500,000 people die from smoking-related illnesses in a single year, no one calls it a plague. There are two reasons for this. 
The deaths were spread over time and space. They occurred over the course of a year, and they took place in different parts of the world. The influence of time and space blinds us to the reality of the modern-day plagues that lurk among us. And this name is both the antidote and the preventative medicine for the root cause of all plagues that can afflict our world. Now, the meditation that he gives on this is, think about smoking, cancer, AIDS, pollution, nuclear waste, depression, heart disease, hatred, or any other plague that infects the world. Anger, racism, these things are all going to be very evident and are being triggered right now. Now, summon forth light to wipe out these plagues at their root. So again, the common name we're working with this week is Eradicate Plague. The formal name is Nun Mamedkoff. Nun Mamedkoff. And this is, you know, a big thing because we have a lot of plagues going on in this world. I'll say that right now. The, the so-called powers that be, the so-called uh, they, <laughs> the proverbial they who like to control our sources of the world, uh, and resources of the world in many ways, um, they're a plague. They're creating a lot of plagues. They like to trigger our anger buttons. And it's something, you know, we talked about when I had Sharita on the show two weeks ago uh, with the Mars energy that's coming in. It's something we really have to watch. We don't want to feed the plagues, okay? We don't want to continue on this path. And so this name, I think, is going to be a, a very evident uh, one in the upcoming year and a very evident, uh, important one for us to call upon right now because we do have a lot of plagues going on out there that we either haven't acknowledged, we don't pay attention to, um, or, as you had mentioned, we're written off through time and space. So there you go. That will be posted on my page in the Main Street Universe tab on my website, so you'll be able to reflect on that. And again, it could be tomorrow before I get that up, but I will get that up as soon as I can for you. Now, a little thought here before we go on break. I've got a piece to, to take us in the direction that we're headed today. And, and as I mentioned, we're going to be talking about the angels and the archangels and the Sephiroth and the codes that are related to that and, and uh, gaining some assistance from them. And I know I've done a couple of shows about angels in the past, but this is a little bit different because... We're focusing on the code aspects of angels and, uh, and the assistance when, when we're coded to different angels. So this, I think, is going to be a very interesting show, very different than what I've done before with angels. Have you ever felt the presence of an angel? And have you ever asked an archangel for help or assistance? And have you ever wondered if angels can really assist you? As I think back, it seems that angels have always been one of my favorite things. The angel on the tree at Christmas, I could barely stop looking at, as she felt like more than a treetop ornament. As far back as I could remember, they seemed like messengers or connections to the divine presence. Whenever I felt scared, I remember searching for their presence to call me. For if I knew if I could connect and call on an angel... I would be fine. And sometimes I think that people's experiences with angels are vast due to each person having their own experiences. However, there also seems to be some strong consistencies with how angels work and how they communicate with us 
Like all divine energy, they work through the realms of vibration and symbols. And sometimes I get a ringing in my ears when they are present. And other times I will find feathers, usually white soft ones, when they are around and guiding me. They also, however, like to use numbers, plants and animal life, and serendipity or synchronicity to get their messages through to us. That deer that shows up unexpectedly alone, or a particular wording in an email from a friend, or sequence of numbers or repeating numbers, can often be signs that they are near and active in our lives, or helping to guide us through those times. Now, it wasn't that long ago that I was going through a rough time, and I was experiencing a particularly rough day when, out of nowhere, little white feathers start appearing on their clothes. And this little reminder that they are helping me through was such a gift of relief, letting me know that I will be fine regardless of the challenges I was going through. To me, these are like hugs and kisses from the divine. And what intrigues me, though, is how many people don't call on their angels. They are there to help us on this plane. And whether they are a friend in need, a helping hand, a caring heart, or dropping of soft white feathers in our path, they are here to assist us, not only with our emotions and thoughts, but with our life, our whole life. And they are there in the good times and the challenges. But so many can never connect or communicate with them. And they are a piece of the divine gifted to us to help and assist us, and to be at our side through everything. Now, sometimes people don't feel that they are there, but they really are. And they often step in and assist without us even knowing it. They are waiting to be there, sharing this adventure called life with you. Now, many are familiar with the key archangels such as Michael, Gabriel, or Raphael. But there are so many more than this. There's at least 72 key angels, archangels, and sephiroth who govern all different areas of life. Actually, there's 72 key angels, 10 archangels, and 10 sephiroth. <laughs> there you go. There's 92 right there. And many belief systems have taught that the archangels are higher or more important but each is just a different aspect of the divine or God energy. And more so, each of us have several angels that we are coded to. And these are the angels, archangels, and sephiroth that are directly connected to us and are the ones that we have the strongest connection for working with. And they are the ones who govern our own natural energy, purpose, and peace of the divine or God energy that we ourselves are incarnated with. Yes, you are truly a piece of the divine. And calling upon our angels, also known as our soul or spiritual brothers and sisters, is one of the simplest things we can do. It literally takes seconds. It does not require practice. And they love to be called on and worked with. And just like when you spend more time with friends that you love, the more connected you are, so it will be with the angels too. They need only for you to think their name or to say it in your mind three times or you can even simply breathe and focus on them. That's it. 
It's that simple. Learning about your angels, archangels, and sephirot is something I do when doing coding interpretation for somebody because I find it important for everyone to understand this connection and to be aware of the ones that connect with them. I call upon my angels to walk with me through every day and to provide me with peaceful rest every night. And I ask them to keep me safe in my journey and to be with me as I face the challenges and the lessons. And I also ask them to assist me with my earthly needs. Yes, this is okay. It cannot interfere with your free choice. So as the saying goes, be careful what you wish for. They cannot choose for you, but they will help you through. And they can give you messages and insights. When was the last time you talked with or called on your angels? And are you paying attention to the messages that they're sending? And do you have angels that you feel more connected to or that you particularly enjoy working with? As I said, I know many people that work maybe specifically with the archangels. But we're going to delve more into what the angel is about and the different aspects of some of them. And take a look at a couple of the archangels and, um, and different angels and see how that works with things. I'm going to be taking a short break here in a minute, but I want to get our code energy in for the week. And this is also something that I post on my page of the Main Street Universe tab on my website. Again, that's at jessianmicholsjordan1.com. And this is our little kind of insight for the week of how the energy flow is going. Um, and how um, the types of things that we can uh, likely see happening during the upcoming week. So the code energy for this week is about changes and upheaval. And I don't want anybody to get freaked out right now because <laughs> they're like, oh, my gosh, I've already been through enough changes. Thanks. <laughs> been through enough upheaval already. But now we've been programmed to believe this is a negative thing. And for those that have a difficult time with change, it can be a little bit challenging. But with this energy, it can bring sudden uprooting to what is keeping you stuck or keeping you from standing in your power. So no matter how much you think you may need it, need something, need people, whatever it is, situation in your life, this energy pattern asks us to become like the eye of the storm. Stand still, center within, and you will not be swept up in the chaos. You're holding a tremendous amount of power at this time, and you have dominion over your life. But this power must be used compassionately. Think of being the gentle-hearted leader instead of the dictator. This pattern also calls for surrendering to what is happening. If you are uprooted in some way, then ask, what shall I do now? And ask your angels to guide you and provide direction on how to work with the abundance of energy and opportunity that is being presented to you. If you're feeling overwhelmed, ask them to help you in that overwhelm. And they'll do it. The changes and shifts that are happening are not to hurt you, but because you are ready to take greater charge of your life and to move you into greater connection with the divine. Look for the opportunities that lie within the shifts and changes. Leave yourself extra time to get places. Expect the unexpected. And be flexible and flow with what is happening. Okay? 
So there is a lot happening right now. And yes, a lot of things are shifting and changing. But trust that this is for the better. And when you feel overwhelmed, when you feel like the whole world is too crazy for you, when you feel like you've got too much on your plate, ask your angels to help you. It's as simple as that. I'm going to take a short break, and when we return, I'm going to be discussing the codes of angels, archangels, and the sephirah. And the song I've got for you during our break is called, appropriately, <laughs> Why Is It So Hard? It's by Claire Hedin. And if you'd like to connect with Claire, find out more about her music and her work, because she does some incredible, incredible work. Um, you can do so through her website, www.clairehedin.com. That's C-L-A-R-E-H-E-D-I-N.com. We'll be back right after this song.
and welcome back. You are listening to Code Connection, and my name is Jesse Ann Nichols-George, and I'm your hostess today. You were just listening to a song by Claire Hedin called Why Is It So Hard? And again, if you'd like to connect up with Claire and her work, you can certainly do so through her website, www.clairehedin.com. That's C-L-A-R-E-H-E-D-I-N.com. And I'm excited to get into this show today because um, those that know me know I've been working on a project as a collaborator called Embrace by the Divine, uh, Women's Gateway to Power, Passion, and Purpose. And we just released actually that book yesterday, um, the Kindle version of it. The paperback will be coming out in January. But uh, one of the big aspects that connected for a lot of us that were involved in that book were angels and calling upon our angels and tapping into our angel energy. And um, those that know me, you may have heard on some previous interviews (laughs) that other people have done of me, um, my connection with angels is very, very strong. Uh, I definitely am coded with angel energy and archangel energy and, and actually coded with energy and so there's a lot of different pieces to it and I know that I'm doing a lot of work with not only with angel energy but as angel energy in this incarnation and um, and actually came in uh, to, to help shine that energy more on this world but In combination, we're here today with Code Connection, and what I'm doing is going to be sharing about some of the codes of these different aspects of working with angels. Now, you know, many of you might see these pictures of angels, and we see them in all different shapes and forms and (laughs) ways out there on the Internet. Some of them are very sensual, and some of them are very aggressive-looking, and some of them are very gentle-looking, and... You know, we see them in so many different shapes and and forms. And and those that aren't familiar with code interpretation, um, it is kind of like the personal blueprint of anything. It It allows me to get into the truth. And I actually blend up to 50 different modalities when I'm doing this work, um, as well as working intuitively with it. Uh, But it really allows us to get in and see the truth and the core of something and what's happening with it. And uh, so today that's what we're exploring is the core and the truth about angels and archangels and and how they interact. Um, I do want to say when you see angels with their their swords drawn and things like that, um, you know, some of that is really dramatized because the swords are never about fighting. Uh, Angels remain fairly, what I would say, neutral in the energy. They they don't take sides. They don't take, uh, make decisions for us. They simply open the door to provide energy. And wherever our vibration is will oftentimes be what we get. You know, they have, as we, we say, two sides to the coin. The energy they provide, and depending if we're coming from a very angry, rebellious space, we might see some of the, the more challenging aspects of that energy uh, that we might deal with. Uh, if we are coming from a very heart open space and a very sincere, compassionate space, then we're going to be held in their virtues. And and it's not their virtues as much as it's our virtues, <laughs> our virtues and vices. And in other words, 
when we're standing in our virtues, we're standing in connection with divine presence. And when we're standing in our vices, then we're standing in separation from divine energy. So um, swords are really about being able to see the truth, being able to see the light, to get through the illusion and get through the deception, uh, to cut away the chains that bind us, such as we find with various types of addictions, whether that's to people or places or things or um, it could be anything, you know, or even actual drugs or sex or any of those other things that are what we would consider mainstream addictions. Um, but it really helps us. And, and when we call on it and we're in our vices and, and we're calling our angels, oftentimes one of the best things we can ask for from them is simply be held in the virtues that are naturally ours, you know, to be held in the virtues that they govern. So each angel actually has an energy that they work with, just like each of us has a code energy, each angel has a code energy, if you want to say that, or a blueprint or a vibration that they work from. And I don't necessarily see the angels as separate from the divine. They're all pieces of the divine. They're all aspects of the divine energy that is available for us to use to call on and to work with. So some people say, well, why would you work with the angels when you can go straight to the divine? Well, working with the angels is working with the divine. They're not really separated like a lot of people make them out to be, (laughs) I guess is the way to, to put it. They're just all different aspects of the divine, and we need different pieces. We we are ourselves different pieces of the divine, and we then are going to connect to work with those pieces of the divine that are favorable for us. And sometimes that's happening to other people. In this case today, we're talking about angels and archangels and separate. So, for example, one of the things I do is when I run the foundational code work for somebody's code energy and their their interpretation that I do for them, uh, I will always take a look and see what angels, archangels, and sephiroth that they are coded to. And I find this very important because when we're going through life processes, we want to know the angels that we have the strongest connection with. And one of the interesting things is that Oftentimes, the angels that we're coded to is naturally the energy that we deal with in in this lifetime. So, for example, one of the angels I'm coded to is the angel Daniel. And Daniel is all about communication, the written word, communicating through radio, communicating (laughs) in these different realms and being able to express uh, giant concepts eloquently, being able to push the limits of things in a compassionate way. Uh, so there's each angel has something like this. And, and like I said, oftentimes, usually when I get into which angel somebody is put into, these are the ones they most want to focus on because these are the ones that will create the greatest opening of divine energy flow. And, of course, as we know, the more we open that divine energy flow, the more we're in flow, the more we operate with the natural source energy as opposed to resisting it. 
So when we stand in our vices, we're resisting energy. When we are standing at our virtues, we are uh, embracing and welcoming it. And, and we, uh, you know, oftentimes we have this misconception that well, the divine energy is not material or it's not money or it's not those things. But actually, angels do work with money and prosperity and these various aspects because they are all aspects of the divine. They're not just straight material world. Each of those things has a vibration to it and an energy to it as well. And so, you know, we we use these terms to gain a greater understanding. And and it's all just another tool and part of the process on the path of things. So angels are really our in our energy, our flow, the types of activities, the types of things that we're naturally drawn to do, kind of like the, the areas of life that we, that we will naturally focus on or excel in, uh, we can find through the angels that are favorably coded to us. Now, um, when we look at angels, and I actually break down the codes, uh, of what angels are. I mean, we have two aspects. We have angel in its singular, and we have angels in its plural. And what's interesting is angels in its singular form is all about wisdom, and it's all about peace and love, and um, it's related to the planet Venus or Venus energy. Uh, it is all about superior energy or being superior to trials and difficulties. So doesn't this make total sense since there are vices and virtues <laughs> when we talk about the angels and they govern our vices and virtues? So when we start to understand that, to call upon a single angel is to ask for help to get past what is challenging us. Uh, for example, if you don't have any computer understanding whatsoever, you call up the tech guy, and you say, help, I need my printer fixed, or I need my computer fixed, right? It's the same concept when we call up an angel and it says, help, I'm in my challenges, I'm operating under my vices, I need assistance to get to my virtues, okay? Um, Also, angel energy is, in the singular form, is related to immortality, And that then shows us the angels that we are coded to oftentimes shows us the characteristics and the traits and um, the actions that we will be remembered for in a lifetime. And it also shows the things that will bring us blessings as life goes on for us. So it's very interesting. It's just like having the coding to Daniel, the angel Daniel, and doing the radio show and going out and speaking that's where I feel alive. That's uh, what opens more and more as my life goes on in, in things. So that's a very interesting piece. Now, when we shift and we look at angels on their plural aspect energy vibration and their plural coding, what we find is judgment that calls us to action. So this is not, um, you know, so we've got a whole other piece again the angel energy, when it comes into play, or angels in its plural form, I should say, comes into play here, then what we have going on is we've got uh, this aspect of 
are you operating in your vices or your virtues? And we've gotten used to the term judgment, but really we create our own judgment. And when I say that, you know, every action has got a reaction to it. You know, whatever our choices are, are going to set forth the response that we're going to get back. So, uh, you know, when we call on angels plural, what we're really doing is, is, calling on them to help us with our duty or our purpose in life. Um, beyond the worldly success, what really has value and meaning for us personally? Now, sometimes this can create a hindrance to plants because if we're choosing to live in our vices and our challenging aspects, things are going to slow down in some ways. There's going to feel like there's blocks coming up when in reality it's about shifting and adjusting things to help you get out of those vices, to let go of the attachment. And as we do this, the the calling on the angels in a plural form absolutely requires us to develop the spiritual or develop our virtues. So, for example, if I know my coded, a coded angel for me, um, uh, for example, I have an angel called Aniel, A-N-I-E-L, and that angel governs breaking old patterns, having success over addictions, and liberating myself from negative energy. Well, if I resist that and I continue to hang out, uh, you know, on the street with a bunch of drug dealers and child pornography people, <laughs> or whatever the case is, or abusers, or whatever it is, in my life, okay, my life is going to slow down and get harder and harder and harder uh, because I'm not working with that flow of energy. I'm not standing in that flow of energy. And actually, that would be a singular experience. But, uh, you know, if I, if I also looked at that in, in called Aniel and Hahaya, uh, for example, at the same time, now I'm working with angels, plural. So they're going to come in and do what needs to be done in my life or set up some of the energy currents in my life so that I can master what is holding me back from my virtues. And in order to see my successes, I'm going to have to let go of those addictions. I'm going to have to let go of the negative people in my life. I'm going to have to let go of my negative choices in my life. Um, and, And if I'm willing to do that, I will gain a lot of success. I will be able to dissolve aggression. I'll become an energy of peace. So it's very fascinating. It's very interesting when we look at the angels and this energy vibration. So really, again, what they're doing is they'll govern different areas. For example, Poyel governs fortune and health and developing talents. And this is what Coyel is, is noted for. Well, what's very interesting is when I looked at the codes for Poyel, Poyel codes to assistance, assistance from higher realms. So here again, you know, calling on that assistance where we need help in there and showing that, yes, it's going to provide assistance. Poyel is an angel that will provide assistance. Um, Celia has a different energy, for example. Cecilia also deals with success, but in a, in a different way. And I'm sorry, that's Celia, not Cecilia, but Celia. 
And Celia is known for helping people get unstuck, bringing hope and enthusiasm and awakening those who are sleeping along the way. And when we do that, then, and we call on Celia, and I've looked at the codes of Celia, what we find is we find success, we find happiness, we find honor, we find uh, fruition of plans. So when I start to combine the two of these together, I realize that how Celia gets to success, because there might be several angels, for example, that deal in energy. For example, Ahaya, Mihail, not the archangel Michael, but Mihail, and then Celia. And let's say they all deal with the success pattern, energy. But Ahaya does it through uh, providing us refuge, and, and helping to dissolve the aggression that's around us and bringing peaceful energy in and positive energy in. Uh, Mihail does it by helping to fuse the masculine and the feminine energy. And Celia does it by getting us unstuck and reestablishing hope and enthusiasm for us. So awakening what's sleeping within us and awakening those people around us that are sleeping. So this is, this is very interesting when we look at how these energy vibrations flow with the code. Now, um, you know, as we move on, because I know a lot of people like to work with the archangels, and we look at the energy of the archangels, and the archangels oftentimes have become, you know, they're considered a higher energy, just as the sephirah are technically considered a higher energy than the archangels. Uh, in different aspects. But again, they're just different pieces. You know, when we start talking divine energy and we talk true source, God, light, whatever you want to use in your terminology, okay, there is no hierarchy. There is no better than. There is no competition. Um, There's just different aspects, okay? Uh, that the competition factors, the, the, the hierarchy factors, that's, that's programming that's been brought into us. You know, so we're taught that, that certain ones are higher up. And why would we be taught that? You know, or why would people refer to uh, certain ones like uh, Michael and Raphael and Gabriel uh, being so-called higher angels? The reason is is because when we look at, for example, the Kabbalah patterns or the Tree of Life patterns and things like that, they provide direct connection uh, between source. So a lot of people feel that they are the strongest angels to work with. But they're also the most noted, talked about angels. Somebody chose to make those the most noted, talked about ones. <laughs> you know, had somebody else uh, talked about other ones, they would have. And, and now we're seeing more of the other ones come out, a big one, that has been through this whole ascension time is Metatron. Metatron is, is a huge one that we see come up with a lot of the starseed groupings, for example. But let's look at our archangels. Now, remember I mentioned that our archangels are how we're shaped in a way. Um, uh, it's an aspect, I, I guess that's the way I put it, is it's, it's how we're shaped in the world. It is our, uh, 
you know, just kind of some of the, the you know, they're kind of like the supper in the sense that uh, they talk about, you know, the aspects that we have with us, uh, the, the, the gifts that we have, our tools, in a sense, I guess is a good way to use it. Now, when we look at the energy of archangels in the realm of codes, what's very interesting here is that archangels coding actually tends to become unfortunate materially, or at least that's the pattern (laughs) that it's on. Now, ironically, though, it's also about a so-called mental superiority is is a phrase we might use, but that mental superiority that so-called unfortunate material, and and here again, another reason why they might be considered more elevated in some ways is because they have developed enough mastery as an energy of the divine to set aside all material things by choice. And when we say this, what we're talking about is, is they've mastered the aspect of not letting the material realm um, sway them in in what they know is right, for example. So they can't be swayed. They can't be influenced in different energy. Uh, again, I think was another reason why they don't have that duality aspect that the angels have, where the angels have the vices and the virtues. The archangels don't have those vices and virtues. It's kind of like, here's the tools. Here's what needs to be done. Here's Here's the way to you know, take command in the world. It's a, it's, it's a little more of a co-creator energy, if we want to say that, um, because the archangel energy is coded for being all-powerful. So this is kind of like our archangel energy is like our our divine training ground in some ways. That it's stepping into divine self and really being connected with that uh, in there. Um, so look. Let's actually look at a couple of the codings of of our common ones. Uh, I mentioned Michael, Raphael, Gabriel, Metatron. Uh, when we look at the code from uh, Angel Archangel Michael, for example, uh, interestingly enough, Archangel Michael has codes that are related to, um, in some ways, destruction or defeat <laughs> of plans. Now, of course, when we tie this in and we look at how the archangel works, it's a destruction that doesn't allow the material to uh, have rule or governing over the spiritual. Uh, You know, this is where we're on that kind of strange fatality accident pattern. Michael's energy is designed to close off what is completely material-based. Michael's energy is designed to help move us out of dangerous situations. Michael's energy is what is going to bring, in some ways, a crashing down or an ending so a new beginning can happen. Um, It's about shift. It's about transition. It's about sudden and rapid change. And I think this is why we see a lot of people call on on Archangel Michael is um, because Archangel Michael can put a a closing or an end or defeat the negative energy 
patterns or the earthly energy uh, control. And and that's why where Michael becomes a very important angel uh, for a lot of people. Now, if we look at Raphael, the archangel Raphael, uh, Raphael codes into the energy of lessons learned. So uh, that's a very interesting uh, piece as well. And so Raphael, we we know that that's going to be a little more wisdom-based. Raphael helps us to take what we've already learned and to stand and to operate from that space. You know, operate from true wisdom, not just, uh, you know, don't repeat your, your same old pattern. So Raphael, in a way, as an archangel, is breaking our old patterns. Again, breaking uh, addiction patterns, for example, breaking these control patterns and stepping into true and full wisdom. Stepping into, remember, that mental superiority, which is what the archangel is coded with and is helping us to operate from our wise self. So Raphael becomes that angel. And again, each of these angels can code to somebody. Just because an archangel has some fantastic energy doesn't necessarily make them the archangel that is the archangel for you to work with. Because, you know, you might call on Michael and it might just be one disruption, one challenge, one uh, tough cookie thing after another (laughs) in there if you're unfavorably coded to to Michael. If you're favorably coded to, to Archangel Michael then you might have, uh, you know, some really great, amazing things. Those disruption of people will, will always place you in a better place, and I'll talk about that in a minute. But the Archangel Raphael is always about working from wisdom, and, and that's what Raphael helps us to do. That's what the, Raphael's coding is, is to, is to work from divine wisdom, our lessons that we've learned incarnation after incarnation or uh, that we've learned during this incarnation while we've been on earth. Uh, now, Gabriel uh, is another big archangel that we hear about a lot. and A lot of people love to work with Gabriel. Uh, what's very interesting is Gabriel is the energy or codes to the energy of peace and love and wisdom. And and Gabriel comes from the the space that okay my his, Gabriel's superior wisdom is is that of if we come from peace and love, then we will be superior. We will triumph. We will be able to surpass the difficulties that are in our life right now. But we've got to come from peace and love. And I think actually Gabriel could be an incredible archangel for those who are coded to Gabriel, to work with um, in these days and times where we're seeing, you know, let's tie this in. I've been wanting to tie this into something. <laughs> I've been wanting to tie something into my shows recently because it came up for me. It, 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 was, it told me I need to talk about it. And that's the El Nino pattern, okay? I've been sitting in South Dakota for the last few months, and we already had snow. We already had single-digit temperatures. And I don't mean snow like an inch or two. I mean, uh, you know, I I come out from a place and I've got a foot of snow on my car type of thing. And then it's all melted out, and we went up to these 50-degree days, (laughs) upper mid-40, 50-degree days, and now we're getting ready to have snow come back in this weekend. And they talk about this El Nino pattern, right, which is, is always 
uh, El Nino has been going on for years, but technically the El Nino is just supposed to go for a couple of years and then, and then it's supposed to, you know, let go and then it cycles back around or whatever. But, you know, we, the people talk about this global warming. Well, when I looked at the codes of El Nino recently, I said, what is this? I'm hearing this again and again. So I delved into the codes of El Nino and, and what it coded up to be is that we need to operate from wisdom, it, it coded to we need to start caring for the earth and that we have the chance to learn from what we've already been through on this planet and that we actually can turn this around. But we have to start caring for the earth if we're going to do it. So when we look at this, Raphael and Gabriel become two very important archangels in this day and time if we're going to shift, say, an El Nino pattern because it would be their energy that would be uh, able to take us and turn us around and put us back into divine alignment power. Raphael would be a very good one for that actually uh, in there. But it says we have to learn from our mistakes, and that means taking care of the earth. And Gabriel being that we have to operate in peace. We are never going to bring peace and stop patterns like El Nino or other crazy weather patterns that are happening and shifting of the axis of the earth until we stop wars and battles and competition and step up and, and function in peace and love. So so it's very interesting how, how we work with this. Now, as we look at these three archangels, Mikkel codes in energy to, uh, or is known in energy to being God's likeness. And Raphael codes to being God's healing energy. So again, healing for the earth, right? Raphael is a great one to call on for that. Um, uh, great healer of the El Nino pattern. And then Gabriel is God's purity. And we each also have these types of characteristics of being in God's likeness or God's healing energy or God's purity. These are all pieces that we have as well. And... Um, so when we look at this, and to, you know, kind of give you an example, um, and and let's, I'll take my own codes, my own my own code patterns. When I look at my code, for example, with Mikhail, I can work with Mikhail in a way that brings for me um, great assistance. Uh, Mikhail is a great archangel for me to call on to to receive divine assistance. And also, Mikhail is a great one for me to work on, to to call on, to to work with operating from lessons learned, and that space of lessons learned as opposed to repeating mistakes. Now, uh, Raphael uh, is a whole another realm for me. When I look at how Raphael is coded for me, Raphael could throw me into an energy pattern that you know, might make me that big vocal truth exposure person, for example, <laughs> the rebel or the, uh, you know, the, what do we want to call it, the uh, the revolutionary. Uh, Raphael would tend to bring out my revolutionary energy, but also Raphael and the way Raphael codes to me could also bring it out in a way that, that could just get me in trouble. You know, it could, it it would trigger my assassination patterns, <laughs> which which might not be a good thing for me to to do, 
you know, if I'm going to, to jump out that in their world. Now, there's other people, obviously, that would be coded very well, and they would be able to step fully into their power with Raphael. Um, when I look at my personal connection to Gabriel, for example, Gabriel also uh, brings out my revolutionary energy, and um, Gabriel also brings out an energy of helping me through aspects of deception or helping me when I have to be very, very responsible uh, in life. And so there's kind of a, a mixed balance for me there um, between triggering the revolutionary energy but being responsible and how I bring it out and coming from my own wisdom base as opposed to trusting and relying and looking for affirmation outside of myself in there, uh, on there. Now, a fourth archangel that is really coming up in this day and time, like I said, with the ascension process, the star seeds, which is really, really big, is the archangel Metatron. And when we look at the codes of Metatron, what we find is, you know, this is uh, this is getting called on by a lot of star seeds because Metatron has a lot of power, you know, a lot of power. Now, of course, the danger in that is, is if we haven't learned how to use power responsibly <laughs> as, say, a true and genuine heartfelt leader, then we can get ourselves into trouble. But Metatron also has the energy of bringing together nations and people. Uh, but Metatron also has the energy of where you have to be able to function from your own wisdom and you have to truly be in that wisdom space because listening to other people uh, can get you into a lot of trouble. And and this is a tough thing because when people start to tap into an energy like this, it can very easily run away with them and the, very easily we can start to see some of their vices come up and find out where they have greed and where they have power issues and where they're under controlling or abuse patterns or things like that. Um, and, and Metatron is actually uh, coded with the energy of sharing the throne. And so when we talk about sharing the throne, that means, you know, that's, that's sitting in divine alignment. So that's a pretty hefty space be sitting on. Um, and, and it kind of shows us that divine energy is, is the true source that will, will take control. Uh, now, for me, personally, for example, to work with Metatron, again, I have two, two aspects. Uh, working with Metatron can throw me right into that place where I could command nations and people and I could be a Mother Teresa and pull it all together with my message of compassion and and that whole aspect, but it also brings forth, I might have to let go of a lot of the material world to do that. And certainly I've done that over the last couple of years here in particular, but it also involves energy that is disruptive or chaotic or uh, things like that. And and here again, uh, even though I could tap into that and, and have uh, strong dominion over things, 
uh, oftentimes the process of, of that dominion coming about could come about through upheaval and destruction. Um, I would have to be so clear in my energy if I was going to tap into Metatron uh, as an archangel to work with because um, power misused wrecks enormous havoc. And that's what we're seeing in our world today. We have a lot of people who have misused their power. And, um, and I think that's another reason why Metatron has become very evident in these days and times is to, to see that it's kind of like a calling in of karma, if you want to say that. And as, as we've learned, power can either consume us or it can work miracles in this world. So um, some very, very huge pieces on that front. Uh, and, I, and I do see I've got a caller in the queue, by the way, and, and I've been watching that. And so uh, I, I'm going to watch my time, and if I have time, I will certainly uh, allow that caller to come on the line. And those that uh, don't uh, or, you know, have listened to my show know that I rarely take callers. <laughs> but, uh, uh, but I may do that today, so we'll, we'll see because this is a very interesting aspect. Now... When we look at the Sephiroth, or the Sephiroth, we have two different aspects, just like the Archangels. And actually, let me step back to, to the energy of Archangels, because I talked about angel and angels, and they're singular and they're plural. Uh, what I talked about with the Archangels on a plural form uh, was, was the plural form. If we look at working with a singular Archangel or a singular form of Archangel on there, then what we're dealing with is another type of energy, which is also, um, you know, not the most peaceful energy, actually. Uh, but what we what we start to open up to is an energy pattern that is about contradictions and and possibilities that can be taken away unless we start providing for the future, um, opposition, competition. So. Um, Oftentimes, people do call the archangels in when they're in competition or they're having to start life over again. I think it's another reason why they become particularly evident in these days and times because uh, the archangels' presence of energy, again, is, is telling us we have to provide for the future. We can't keep going forward with greed and an opposition and competition. We can't. We can't do it if we're going to have a future. So I think that's another another reason why people, I oftentimes see people connect to one particular archangel and that archangel energy. And, um, you know, so, so it's another aspect of oftentimes people, ironically, they, they want to be out of the competition, but they'll call on an archangel to, to beat their competition. <laughs> and, and it just keeps them in a, in a spiral there. So, you know, really when you look at this energy, the archangels between having to do without, uh, having to go, you know, actually they deal with an energy too of going within, oftentimes going through a period that's aligned with the dark night of the soul, being lonely, being isolated, being without resources. Um, 
and so that's you know that very much can tie into that process, and that's where a lot of people will call on their angels when they're in those dark, dark times uh, to help help see them out. But we should we should be working with them as our brothers and our sisters, our soul family, our soul uh, other pieces of us of, of the whole, where we're all connected. Um, you know, not just calling on them when the energy gets dark or tough or competitive in our life. Now, moving on to the sephira, we have sephira and sephiroth, depending on whether we're talking singular or plural. And the sephiroth, in a plural form, is actually ironically the same as the archangel uh, energy in its plural form. And so, you know, here again, that, that, that inner journey, that inner walking of things, um, that inner resources. And the Sephiroth really, again, it's like the peace of God that we carry within us and what we share with the world, and it's our inner resources that we're dealing with. Now, when we look at the Sephiroth in a singular form, that comes back to operating from mental superiority. It comes back to where our wisdom is. It comes back to thinking about things. Um, it comes back to realizing that we're not going to find the fulfillment outside of ourselves in the material world. That might give us some temporary pleasure. It might be fun for a little bit, but we're not going to find our true power there. And uh, again, it's, it's uh, when we work with the Sephira, it's about, it's about truly developing our all-powerful self. And again, not to bulldoze over people, not to control and to manipulate people, but to develop our true and genuine life source power, which is that divine energy current, that divine energy flow in there. So, you know, operating from our divine wisdom is is the energy of the separate. Now, we do have a, a sephira, which is very commonly uh, known throughout a variety of different religions or terms, uh, and, and that is called Yesod, Y-E-S-O-D. Uh, it's a term that has been used interchangeably with Christ or Jesus along the way. And what's very interesting is the noted energy for Yesod is the foundation. Um, and this is just one of them. There's ten. There's ten, again, of the Sephra and the Sephiroth. And uh, Esau codes to the foundation. Well, if it's, you know, we see this interrelationship and we see how it interconnects, we can look at, for example, Christ's life or Jesus' life and show that he laid down a great foundation and like the Sephiroth, in order to to show where the true power was, he set aside the material things. He set aside it by choice to make the journey, to walk the walk, uh, these types of things. And then and, and looking within the energy of Yisod, we also find um, eyes, eyes to see, or eyes do see, is within that energy. Um, so it is when we operate from the foundation that we see for real. We see what is real. We see the truth and then um, now when we look at the code energy of Esau, uh, we go back to ironically or interestingly enough 
the energy of um, the angels in their plural. And it brings us back around to that call to action, the duty, the purpose, um, not being focused on the worldly success, but being focused on um, spiritual development. And that's a a pretty powerful thing to think about. It doesn't mean that we don't get success. It just means that the focus becomes more about the message. It becomes more about raising up. And when we say raising up, it's not really raising up. It's about stepping out of what controls us so that we can experience that divine true source flow of energy so that we can experience divine and full power. And power is not the bad negative thing. You know, we're not talking about power, like I said, of controlling people. When we talk about power, we're talking about energy. We're talking about, you know, like the word force so much, but um, um, flow of energy, strength of energy. And uh, so, so this is a very, very big thing, having the eyes to see. And, you know, again, it's so interesting when I start to delve into the codes, uh, when I do a code interpretation for, for somebody, because as they start to find the angels they're connected to, they realize, I've always felt that I had a purpose for this, or I always felt like I should be doing this, and and we always find out that there's an angel that <laughs> that's coded to that. Um, you know, even when we look at the sephira, one of the things that is associated with um, the sephira hakma, which is wisdom, is stuff or the universal library. And what's interesting is that sephira and each sephira connects with an archangel or has a direct working relationship, shall we say, with the archangel, uh, we find that Ahakma relates to the archangel Raziel, and Raziel carries the energy of God's secret. So that means that when we put these pieces together, that Doth or the universal library, and that wisdom base, and that wisdom is God's secret. It's a very interesting way that this turns around and connects, as you can see. Um, very interesting. And like I said, we all have angels, archangels, and sephira uh, that we are connected to. Uh, every now and then I see somebody who isn't necessarily connected uh, in one area, but we all have the uh, that are available to our resources and helping people. Um, I do want to do a little um, exercise today. I think I'm going to take the time to do that um, and just send out some healing energy for our earth and uh, related to helping the earth balance and uh, some just nice universal loving energy that maybe helps some of the so-called El Nino patterns as well as, uh, you know, all these big things that are happening in the earth because 
you know, the next couple of weeks on the show here, next week I've got a guest that will be coming on. It will be a musical show, Joseph Carringer, who's going to be doing the didgeridoo, and we'll be delving into his music and work, uh, which will be interesting. And then I'm going to be doing a show on uh, uh, doing a little bit of recapping, but also the codes for 2016 and what we can expect out of that year, as well as recapping and highlighting some of our our musical artists that I've had on throughout the year as well. So this is really our kind of our last um, show and that opportunity to to do an exercise. And I think it would just be so great to do this here as we're nearing the end of the year and to give us something to transition and to focus on for the upcoming year. But I'm going to actually open up and take this caller who has been waiting throughout the show. And like I said, those that know me know I almost never take a caller. (laughs) So we're going to see what this this caller has to say here, and uh, um, and and if they have something that they they wanted to ask. And uh, this caller is calling in from the seven eight zero area code, and you're live on Code Connection. Hi, thank you so much for taking my call. I really have been enjoying your show, and I appreciate it. Wonderful. Uh, yeah, I was wondering if you would know who I am coded to by any chance. Well, I would I would really need to look into your coding, which does take me some time. Um, oh. and and to really do that, but I could take I could take a look and, and see briefly if you want to share your name. Uh a name is, is part of how I access uh sure. whether my, somebody... my name is Naomi Ferrance. I'm sorry, you said Naomi? Naomi, it's N-A-O-M-I. Okay. And my last name is F-E-R-E-N-C-E. F-E-R-E-N-C-E. Okay, and I'm just going to take a little um, look here and see if something happens to come up. And do you have a a middle name at all that you want to share, Naomi? Yes. It's Jacqueline. It's J-A-C-Q-U-E-L-I-N-E. And I was just hoping for some guidance as well. Like, I just lost my job maybe an hour ago, and I feel really, really upset. Oh, my goodness. Well, I'm sorry that you lost your job. Um, But, however, I want to give you some reassurance that um, right now anything that's walking out our door, we're going to have a lot of turbulences. Uh, coming up, just a lot of shifts and changes, I would say, sudden shifts and changes, just like you experienced today. Um, but nothing that leaves our life during this upcoming year is going to be anything that we need to hold on to. It's going to be replaced with something better. It's going to be replaced with something that's more suited to our divine path. Uh, so um, it, it, it's actually a blessing in disguise is the way I like to look at it, if you want to say that. Um, okay. And there, now, one of the things that I, I noticed right off the bat with your energy, and, and if you give me just a minute here, I'm going to tune in a little bit more. You know, you you get the, the assistance you need, but you boy, you like to take the rough path to things. I'm going to tell you that right up front. You have a lot of conflicting energy patterns that I can see. And again, without me totally delving into everything, 
you you have what we call a spiritual material conflict pattern that goes on. So on one hand, it's like, yeah, I know i got to be practical and responsible and have a job and work, but I'm never happy in a job because I've got a soul calling. And I, I, I struggle every time I try to follow my soul calling because, you know, uh, the money doesn't seem to show up because the material in, in your coding is always trying to destroy your spiritual. So, yeah. You know, it's about finding a harmony there. And and you also have some tough coding where it's challenging for you to deal with money. Money is a challenge for you in this life. And, and when you combine that with that spiritual material conflict, um, it's, it's really about for you doing a lot of simplifying in your life. That's going to be an important key factor for you. Um, but, you know, when your energy comes together, all together, and you really can start to find some of the balances and go, okay, well, you know, okay, money isn't going to be there. Maybe I can shift my lifestyle and keep my focus towards the spiritual. You actually end up with a lot of success in your life. And I think everything that feels like a loss is actually pushing you towards the success. And I don't mean that in just a general sense. That is literally in your coding because your overall summary coding the, the summary part of it has to do with victory, and it has to do with with connecting and receiving honor and esteem and achieving the happiness. So it does tell me that you get there. It definitely okay. tells me that you get there. Uh, now, when I'm looking at this, I mentioned the angel Aniel, A-N-I-E-L, uh, in there. Uh, Audiel yeah. could be a good one for you to work with because it deals with lessons learned uh, in direct connection with your particular coding. Uh, it deals with, uh, of course, Audiel, as I mentioned, uh, deals with success and victory over challenges and liberating you from negative energy and breaking old patterns. I think a lot of your financial things happen because you get panicked and you get scared and you fall into old patterns and you give in. And it is a fine line between giving in and and keeping the house over your head and food in your stomach <laughs> and and um, you know and being able to follow your path. So the more and more your work can focus on a spiritual aspect or things that are feeding the divine, even if you're working for somebody else, the the, the stronger you're going to get. Um, I would say, in here. Um, okay. Now, let me see. Also, um, so so that's that's the one right off the right off the bat um, for you to consider. And I'm just kind of, you know, pulling a couple of things right off the top of my head here. Um, you. What else do we work with? Um, Actually, the Sephiroth Yisod that I mentioned, um, Y-E-S-O-D, is good for you to work with. That's going to help bring you into your own strength and power, and that's going to help you fortify your own energy, which would be very useful for you. Okay. So that's a couple of points. Don't mourn over the job. Um, There's something else that will come along that will follow uh, there's something else that will open up that will be better. And if you really reflect, I think, on your life, 
you'll notice that every time something was taken away, something better ends up showing up or or what shows up helps you to take the next step on your own personal path in some way. Okay. And and you you know, this is something I do help people with. If you choose you would like to do coding work with me, you know, you can check that out on my website. I have a whole page to code interpretation. You can go and check out more about it. Um Okay. But it is it is something that I can help people find things like professions that they're coded to. Um those types of things, those are those are aspects that I can work with people in helping them start to unfold some of that of where to focus their energy or if you have something that you thought, you know, this is really the type of work I'd love to be doing or prefer to be doing, how does that work? Because it may come in through a particular form and you just haven't tuned into the particular aspect or dynamic of that form um, and the right terminology to use to call it in. Okay. But you, you have to, wherever you work, whatever type of work you're doing, it has to be about the work. It has to be about um, the purpose behind the work and not about the money for you. Which tells okay. me you're probably here to do some sort of healing or guide or work in a coaching capacity or something for people because uh, because of that very specific type of coding. You know, it tells me that you have to have work that you love so much that it just drives you. You know, it drives you. It's the work that drives you and feeds you over um, over the paycheck. And when okay. your focus is that way, you will achieve this success. And no question about it. Okay. But now I have to figure out what it is because I don't know at all. <laughs> well, if you call on, you know, call on your thoughts. You saw the Great Foundation. Uh, okay. You know, call on Aniel. That's a great angel to start with. Um, you could call on Poyel and just ask them. Say, can you can you kind of show me? But it's really about tuning into you, and maybe maybe as we do this little meditation, you know, it's really about tuning into you, and you know. Listening to yourself, what do I enjoy? What do what do I get energized by? Okay. And you've got to listen to those stirrings. Because there's always something in your heart that says, that's what I want to be doing. And sometimes you start with the little pieces and you say, well, I know the first piece is... <laughs> The first piece is, I don't want to work in this type of field, you know, or I don't want this type of a job. The thing is, like, I want to be a stay-at-home mom, but I don't have a way to do that because my relationship is over, and that's what my yearning is, is to not really work, but to be a mother and a homemaker, and I don't know how I'm going to pull together any money from that because so far I haven't been successful at um, being able to just stay home. I have to go out to work. So, so you know what? You're actually coded. You're actually coded for that. So embrace that, and then ask your angel, show me how to get this to work. 
give me the insight to have this happen. And that may mean calling in the right person for your life, you know, for you, to uh, that that will allow you to do that. Yeah. Because there are people out there that that's what they would love. They would love to have somebody who would stay home and take care of the kids, and they've got the budget to do it. So you can ask your angels to help you to find that loving, caring person who is the right balance for you. And they will. That's what they're there for. That's where I would focus my energy. And, and, And ask them, show you, you know, show you how you can be that stay-at-home mom because there are options. And there's, you know, there's even things like there's a lot of coaches out there that need people part-time to just do little social media stuff that you could do from home in your own schedule, your own time. Yeah. There's a ton of stuff out there. So just ask your angels to connect you with it. Okay. Don't be discouraged. You've definitely got some good things. And like I said, you've got the success in your coding, so it will happen for you. Okay? Okay. Thank you so much for taking my call and helping me. You're welcome. Thank you for calling in, Naomi. Okay. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye-bye. And I see that we've got also um, another caller here on the line. And um, and I'm just going to open that up real quick. That I I don't want to spend a lot of time here because I do want to get into this um, this meditation. And uh, we don't have a lot of a lot of time. I do want to honor a little time with that. And it looks like this is Greg on the on the call. How are you doing, Greg? Hello, I'm good. Good. Uh, and and yeah, I wanted to ask about uh, work, working with the Tree of Life. And uh, if you were going to do, if you're going to work with uh, the angels, uh, would it be good to work with the whole spear as far as uh, everything from using the divine names to, you know, all the angels and descriptions and things like that to kind of call on that energy of the spear? You you certainly can call on it as a as a whole sphere, uh, you know, there's so many different ways to work with it. Um, I think that that's one of those things that you you have to you have to ride with it. And there may be points in your life where you say, "Yeah, I I want to call on the whole tree right now because I'm needing that kind of a connection or that kind of interaction." But there's there's also going to be other times in your life that you're going to want to focus in on a particular area. Um, mm-hmm. and, and we would call on a particular area, for example, which then allows us to help strengthen the whole energy. Uh, they work interrelatedly. The whole helps the uh, individual pieces to open up, and there's always more and more layers there. Um, some people are going to be coded to working with that whole energy, and some people really need to focus in um, more. 
And, and, and matter of fact, I, I have somebody that I work with that I'm constantly telling her, you you chose an incarnation <laughs> that you've got to focus in. She's always trying to come up with these big long things, and it's like, nope, you got to you got to focus in. You know, that's that's your energy. Uh, there's other people who have very expansive energy, and it's very easy for them to work with that whole that whole aspect. So again, it'd be another piece of you know I'd have to sit down and really take a look at your coding. And and see, you do have some strong, powerful energy that that opens you up to that possibility. But you are one of those people that you have to be very careful about the space you are in when you're working with energy, and you have to be very careful uh, because you do have this ability to influence people. Uh, you have to be operating from that very responsible space and not be carried away by the authority and the power. Okay. Thank you. You, you, you. Yeah, you're going to definitely have to do it because, man, the backlash <laughs> of power misused is a tough one, to say the least. Okay, and, yeah. And you, yeah, and you also have that coding. Um, you know, I see a piece of your coding is also what you do has to be about duty and purpose, and you are a person that can lead people to duty and purpose. You have that ability um, and you tend to be very passionate about things that you're doing. You don't tend to get involved in things unless you are passionate about them. Um, but, uh, you know, I would say that, um, again, you've got to develop the spiritual, and the main focus has to be that spiritual development, first and foremost for you. Otherwise, you can easily, the, the power side can run away. Okay. Yeah, because uh, the main issue is it's like when I'm climbing up that, uh, I guess, spiritual mountain, it seems mm-hmm. like I'll, I'll pick up on things that need done in the world. And uh, it's like I'll hear people almost asking for help. But the problem is it, just, it drags down my energy to the point where I can't build the things that the creator has called me to build. So it's kind of like, you know, I know that whenever uh, people, society, uh, when they're in pain, they're always looking to hook into something, and it's not something that they're really aware that they're doing. But uh, that's one of the things that I've been working with uh, some of the angels for, clearing my space so I can. Mm-hmm. So. And, and clearing it is very good, and you bring up a point about working with other people, and that's something we have to be careful of. We can't do other people's work for them. Um, you, you know, we can we can ask for the light and the love to be there. We can ask for them to, you know, their angels to help bless them towards their virtues um, so that they can get clarity. And, you know, uh, but we can't, we can't do the work for them. Um, and that's that's where leading by example, you know, I, I find as a person with leader energy myself that I have to walk the talk. And if I focus on living my own life and and living by the principles that for me are spiritual principles or, or divine principles uh, and being that living example um, mm-hmm. in in you know, when, when we're truly in that space, the resources will show up. Yeah, because, I mean, people, in order to 
to hold that energy anyway, they have to break their old patterns. So it's really, otherwise you're just going to continually send energy, watch it drain out, and then they're going to want to refill again. So it's kind of a a balance between redoing your container to uh, being able to hold the energy. So it's a progress. And that's that's where it's not about sending people energy. It's about when we hold the light, then they see it and they can start to take hold for themselves. Um, We will get drained out if we're constantly sending, sending, sending. in there, and and it's about teaching other people how to hold their own light. And there's going to be people who just don't want to do that, and and accepting. Okay, those are the people that are not there, and that's when I say this is a person I can't help. <laughs> you know, they have to choose to have help. They have to choose to do the work. Um, and and you know, all we can do is be that example for them. And the more that they see the examples, then the easier it's going to be for them to get there or the more they're going to want to get there. But a lot of times we've got a lot of people that are living outside of themselves. They're living by what they've been programmed uh, with. They've been, you know, they're living for outside approval instead of inner knowing. Mm-hmm. Um, Amen. Well, thank you, Brendan. <laughs> thank you. Again, and I'm probably going to be on more of that kind of <laughs> energy of bringing out things about our programming over 2016. So I hope you'll stay tuned with us and and continue to follow the show. Okay, thank you. You're welcome. And uh, so there we go. And and I did promise you a little um, healing meditation here, so we're going to do something that's quick because we don't have a lot of time. Um, But I I appreciate those callers that call in. And something today just told me you got to take callers and it's okay. And... um, like I said, people that have listened to me before know that I don't normally <laughs> take callers on my show, but it's all good, and I'm glad I did today because those were two wonderful people sharing things that were going on, and it gives you a chance to kind of see how some of that coding comes together a little bit. Now, uh, what I want you to do is just find your space, you know, relax back into your chair a little bit, and we're just going to take a couple of, of deep breaths. And again, our focus, what I want to focus on is sending a little love, a little healing energy for the earth and and sending it, uh, you know, as I was just talking about, not sending it like giving my energy away, but just um, providing the energy and being tuned into the energy and and just sharing. It's really a sharing of energy that's going on. I'm not giving my energy away, but it's a sharing and and as we stand in this place and the earth is seeing us and it feels us really standing in the space of a loving vibration, it then can resonate with that vibration as well. And it's that vibration then that can, can continue to help to make the shift. So go ahead and just take a couple of deep breaths. Let your breathing slow down a little bit. And just just tune in. And everybody has, I know, different ways that they like to breathe and slow down. But basically just some really deep, slow breaths. And I think what we'll do is we'll start with some angels to call on. And we're just going to call on them as we do this breathing. 
And I'm first going to call on Aniel. And I'm going to ask Aniel, help us, be with us, lift us up. Help us to break our patterns and give us success over addiction. Liberate us from the negative energy. Ahahaya, I call upon you and I ask that you be with us and flow through each of us who is focusing on this energy in this time and this space right now. And we ask that you provide us with refuge. We ask for a dissolving of aggression. We ask for true success in this world and for peace and to help us stay positive among the shifts and the challenges that we're experiencing on this earth. Yahuwah, we call you to reveal clearly truth of things, the schemes and the plots, and to hold us in the vibration of love and peacefulness to not get wrapped up in the drama of these schemes and these thoughts and this programming, but to keep our heads clear and to hold us in a way, in a loving embrace that allows us to remain with what is superior, the divine energy, the true energy, the loving energy. And we call upon Celia to get us unstuck provide us hope and enthusiasm and to wake up those who are sleeping, to wake up those who don't even know the programming they've been under, to wake them up so that they can help themselves, so that they can make wiser choices. And we call on Poyal to help us to have true fortune, true health, and to develop our divine talents that we were given, that we were incarnated with, to stand in our peace of God that we are, whether that is God's healing, God's purity, God's likeness, God's secret, sharing the throne, whatever it is. And we call on the hill to support us in this transition of returning to a matriarchal energy but not in dominance, to help us bring reconciliation to our masculine and our feminine, to fuse the masculine and the feminine energy in unity and harmony and peace. And we call upon Raphael to bring healing to this earth because the earth needs to be reminded that we do love it and we do care for it and to help us know how to heal it, and to help us remain in our heart-centered space where we can bridge the divine energy and experience it here on earth in its fullness, in its lovingness, in its purity. And to call forth, that's all, 
And we'll call forth today this thought. That's who we've opened to today. That we can stand strong in divine foundation because we know when we're in divine foundation that we most certainly can build the greatest of creation. We know that that is our source of power. And we know that that is our source of development and awareness and awakening and developing the spiritual self. And purity and honesty and truth and all of the virtues there are. And take just a moment with a couple of breaths to one, feel yourself being bathed in that loving energy, in the peaceful energy, in the divine presence, balanced, harmonized. And with all this loving energy, offer it up to the earth and say, I want you to be able to experience this for yourself as well. I will hold my faith and I want you to join me in this faith. And I want you to know that you are loved, that you are cared for. And just just let it be bathed in love. Let it experience the faith. Let it remember that we care. And we say thank you as we're in deep appreciation and gratitude for this time to connect to these moments in time to offer up this energy as we move forward in this world. And go ahead and take a couple of deep breaths and let yourself come out of it. And let yourself come back around a little bit. <laughs> And you can tap into this at any time, and you can come back and you can listen to this in the archives at any time. Um, It's been such a gift to share this show, and it's been such a gift to open up this work to you, and I'm so excited to bring in much more of this work, uh, as I said, looking at events and affairs around the world and world leaders and these different dynamics that are happening. Uh, You know, I've been blessed with the codes, to bring this out, and and I just look forward to seeing where this is going to grow, and and to look forward to sharing more with you um, as we move forward, not only through the rest of this year, but into 2016, and that we hold this intention for for the peace and the love and the healing of the earth. Next week, I'm going to have with me Joseph Carringer, and we will be exploring his work in music with the Didgeridoo. Uh, you can definitely check out all of my work uh, through my website, jessianmicholsgeorge1.com, monthly video tips over there, monthly specials. This month's special is if you register and participate in the full day or full weekend event on De- the weekend of December 19th and 20th or January 30th and 31st, I'm going to give you a free code interpretation of your energy flow with the days of 2016. Those weekends do include your inner, your your code interpretation uh, with them, but this is an extra piece that I'm adding in. So it's a it's you know a good 
good $60 value <laughs> there in doing that. Uh, for those that want to participate in it, just hop on over to my website, Jesse and Nichols George, the number one dot com, in there, and you can check out everything. Uh, my books are on there. There's also a page on there for collaborative work, which has the Embrace by the Divine. But you can also head on over again, uh, Embrace by the Divine's amazing book of women's anthologies in there, and you can go ahead and get that uh, through EmbraceByTheDivine.com. And don't forget that we do have several shows here on Main Street Universe. Sundays we've got Darren Butier, who's been popping in from uh, Madame Laveau in New Orleans. And we've got uh, Tuesday, Susan Wee doing her show on herbs and natural plants. Wednesday nights we have our flagship show. Janice is starting to come in with some of her own shows. Every now and then Kevin Baird pops his head in with his new companion work uh, and doing things like that. We've got some other people that are going to be popping on and doing a show once a month. So the network is really growing here, and that's exciting to see. And, of course, on Fridays we have Code Connection. Hey, this is Jesse Ann Nichols-George, and I want to thank you so much for being here today. And again, thanks to all of our listeners, not only on Blog Talk Radio, but those streaming live on Penn, known as Fair Encounters Network, StreamFinder, TalkStream Live, and those catching our podcasts at iTunes and TuneIn.com, and those catching our YouTube version of the show. I look forward to seeing you back here next week as we go more into Code Connection. Hey, don't forget, if you've enjoyed the show today, share it with others. It's going to be available at the same link in our archives. And I'm going to leave you today with that song, Yearning For, also known as Over and Over. It's by Shen Shai. Thank you. And you can, by the way, again, check out their work, www.shenshai.com. That's S-H-I-N-S-H-A-I.com. Thank you so much. I look forward to seeing you again next week right here on Code Connection. May you enjoy the rest of your weekend and have a truly amazing week. And that song's going to get started in just a moment. <laughs> the computer's just taking a little time to come around, so hang on. It's uh, working on coming up here. And uh, hopefully it's going to pop right in. <laughs> if not, we may just have to close out, but we'll give it a minute here to, to pop into the, the song. Take care, everybody. It appears like it's playing, but... Well, there you go. (laughs) Take care, everybody. We'll see you next week. Bye-bye. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. 
And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware.